This show is presented by the 323 Network. You can catch it and more wherever you get podcasts and music and follow us on all the social medias at 323READ, 323READ. And you can support the show and help us continue to grow by going to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash 323READ. You can get early and exclusive releases there, merch and more for as little as $2. $2. That is patreon.com slash 323READ. R-E-I-D. The Super Bowl is here, and it's time for you to get hyped. Oh, Joe, that ain't good enough. Come on, Joe. Ah, thank you, baby. Thank you. You making blood come from my damn mouth. That's what I'm talking about, baby. You got to make blood come through the mouth. You can't just smack me and don't hit me hard. Let's push. When you hit the motherfucker, you hit that motherfucker. Let's kick the ass. Kick the ass. Let's go. But do you need a little help translating the universal language that is football? Bien, they're Cody Parking. No, fire! Oh. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! Los hijos se van con la victoria! Ay, papá! No, senor! No, senor! Chicago, Chicago! A game that can make you go from this... We're going to kick you in the teeth, all right? And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down, all right? And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up. And then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before before long, we're going to be the last one standing. To this? When you... uh when you see your players give all that they have and uh, and you lose that way, it's tough. You know, you don't want that for them. So, um, but we'll be better for it, you know. And there again, credit Minnesota, but, um, you know, we, we made the one mistake that cost us, you know. And... Uh, well, forget analysts like Michael Irvin. Oh my God, this is what's wrong with today. The young ladies today, they're not learning from mom. How to cook with losing recipes. And now we're going to lose Peyton Manning's knowledge. Or the Manning brothers. Hey, let's go to Peyton. He's going to break down that touchdown. Can't hear shit. Never mind. When you can have analysis like this. You're, you're really they're, calling they're, them to come out of the AFC? They're, yep. They're going to the market. Super Bowl. What's today? It is August 15th. At 10-12, this is on recording. Chargers are going to be going to the Super Bowl. Excuse, and I'm sorry to the people of Cincinnati. It was not the Cleveland Browns. Uh-oh. It was the Cincinnati Bengals. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's all Ohio, and none of them are going to win anything. That's what I want for the playoffs. I want Tom Brady to to uh, fuck himself. I want I want Aaron Rodgers to get COVID and Carson Wentz uh, to fall into a deep depression. That's all. So I would put Najee before Patrick, but Patrick Mahomes actually, like, his butt is a little bit bigger. It's got some wiggle to it. Thankfully. <clears throat> that was cute. Only on the 3-2-3. I'm your host, Reed Murphy, welcoming you to five epic days of our best contributors, analysis, and shenanigans, leading you to the big game. Five days that can only be known as... Super week. Yeah. Recording in progress. I missed her. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and FYI, I I listened to yours and Travis's episode um earlier, and I'm very upset that the best sports movie of all time was snubbed both off both your lists. What was it for you? Ladybugs with Rodney Dangerfield. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> no, that did not make it. We kind of we kind of shat on Rodney Dangerfield because Caddyshack didn't make it in there either. Right? Just haters. It's right. He's white. Yeah. Fucking racists. <laughs> All right, so we are here at the end of Super Week. We've made it, and we have gotten to the. The tradition now, I guess, because it's two years in a row, of a super Ricks versus Gricks, where we've gone through this whole season, we had incredible records, 
Luis Martinez, who is joining us here now from Mi Gente Show and Fireside Chats with Big Chief Burrito, has been kind of kicking our ass, or asses, I should say, talking about myself, Reed Murphy, and Scott Elia, who is also here, has been all season for Ricks versus Gricks playoffs. We are kind of getting our asses whooped. The conference championships just didn't go our way. It didn't go our way, but it's been a fun super week. It's sad to see it go. It's sad to say goodbye to the NFL season. Not totally yet, because we do have a Sunday hangover to do after the Super Bowl, but we got to delay it as much as possible. And by delaying it as much as possible, we can use the NBA. Because I didn't expect any other sports to actually break into Super Bowl week here. But congratulations, NBA. (laughs) Because holy shit, the trade deadline. Just everything from Sunday on went crazy. I just... I expected that we would just have to, you know, bring up little things like Kyrie Irving getting traded out of Brooklyn over to Dallas, and now Luka Doncic has to deal with him, or, you know, quick acknowledgments of LeBron achieving the scoring title, and achieving the scoring title on a loss. It's been a sad season for the Lakers, kind of. I don't really know. I haven't paid any attention to the NBA. I don't know who's winning. I don't know who's losing. At first, somebody told me the Brooklyn Nets were doing fantastic. There was no drama surrounding anything. Kyrie was quiet. And then I saw Kyrie demanded a trade. And then he was in Dallas. And now the whole big three is broken up. Because going into this show, we got the blockbuster news that Kevin Durant is once again not a wizard. He has once again not made his way to DC and come to us and fixed everything. The prodigal son is getting further and further away. He's got literally he's gotten further away. He is now a Phoenix Sun. That's a crazy trade, guys. Like mm-hmm. I like I know this is this is an NFL week. This is an NFL show, but for them to for the Phoenix Suns to pretty much liquidate their depth chart in order to get Durant, but now they get to keep pretty much their original big three of Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton. And now just throw in Kevin Durant with that. I mean, who's beating them? Is anybody going to beat that team in the West or in the East? Inevitably, Chris Paul is going to is going to strain his hamstring, right? Usually between <laughs> the second and third round. So you never know if Booker can play point guard. When yeah. you said you were going to talk about the big trade, I was assuming you meant Josh Hart to the Knicks. So I'm a little confused. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, that's a big that deserves fanfare. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> was there any oh, actually before I even ask you guys if there was anything from the trade deadline that real really, excuse me, piqued your interest. I got choked up from this Kevin Durant trade and him not going to Wizards. If there was anything else that piqued you guys' interest, I do want to bring this up because This was an incredible quote from about a month ago. John Wall is a clipper. That's something I keep forgetting about. John Wall, former Wizards, I wanted to say legend, but, you know, he was a pretty great player for us for a while. He's now a clipper. He's been doing pretty well, I think. And last, it was literally a month ago, this was a quote from him on a podcast talking about his time with the Houston Rockets. What the Rockets experience? Trash. I don't know. I know. Beyond trash. Like, I mean, we lost 20 in a row. We were trying to lose on purpose. Tanking. Yeah. yeah. Like, we started studying this ain't Justin Patton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we started meeting. This is how our start lineup was. I saw I knew it was like me, David Nawaba, mm-hmm. Jay Sean Tate, Justin Patton, somebody else. I'm like, but who the fuck can I win a game with, with this shit? Yeah, nah. Like, I always talk to Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, mm-hmm. KJ. I'm like, yo, don't get adjusted to this losing shit. It's not how the league is. Yeah. But at the same time, I had to tell them, like, the shit y'all getting away with over here, you go to any other teams, you'd be out the f- league. You'd be like, you wouldn't play. You're not playing. You wouldn't play. No facts. So I'm trying to explain that to them because they think it's sweet. So guess where he got traded to today? <laughs> Back to Houston. <laughs> 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 uh, you got to love it. That's that's a, probably the exact reaction he had to his agent when they told him. He probably had the exact Griffin reaction. Hey, hey yo. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a lot of big moves. John Wall is back with the Rockets. I guarantee he never steps foot in the building. Uh, 
as part of that big Kevin Durant trade, you had Michael Bridges going to the Nets. Uh, James Wiseman was traded to the Pistons. Gary Payton's the second was traded. At, well, he's back with the Warriors back now. The Warriors. <clears throat> and Mo Bamba, who was just beating ass the other night, he is now a Laker. That's a pretty big move. That's a pretty good move for him, for a guy that's, you know, pretty much he's, his whole career is based on a song, based mm-hmm. on him. Snitch, so. Snitch McGee goes back to L.A. Yeah, yeah, we see that. D'Angelo, oh. back in the building. <laughs> Old D'Lo. I don't know how I feel about uh, for Jay Crowder. I mean, he got dealt in that Nets Suns trade to Brooklyn, and then just it went and flipped him to 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 the Milwaukee. That's a good pickup for them, though. Oh yeah, no, I like that. Uh, I like that pickup. So, who came out of trade deadline? Do you guys think the strongest? Oh, it's opposite the Suns in my eyes. Like that's you add KD to that already very seller starting lineup. It's a it's. It's almost like a no-brainer who's going to come out of not only the West, but who's going to win the whole thing this year. I think Dallas, myself, just because I think the, man, locked in Kyrie is still so young and powerful off the dribble with Luka. I'm, I'm, I'm scared shitless of Luka and Kyrie if I'm in the West. But do you trust Kyrie not to self-destruct? Listen, man, his, his points of view align very well <laughs> with Texas. I mean, so I think if there's any place besides like Portland that would welcome him, it's, you know, you know what I'm saying? Texas boys, they be like New York City, you know? And I think Mark Cuban is the kind of owner who embraces the chaos. So I think with him landing at a team with him at the helm, he's going to do everything he can to keep him there. I mean, Mark Cuban was the guy who was driving around an entire neighborhood looking for DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> like famously on trade deadline day, <laughs> knocking on doors trying to find the man. <laughs> I don't think it'll be a problem for them. Yeah. Well, fun times in the NBA, but again, this is Super Week. This is the end of Super Week. This is an NFL. This is a celebration of the NFL. The NFL honors are happening as we speak. So. You know, you don't get any updates on that, but you pretty much know who's going to come out of everything. You know, Mahomes is going to win MVP. There's no big deal on that. Coach of the year should be Dan Campbell. If it's anybody else, fuck them. We don't want them. Are there any non-Super Bowl NFL thoughts you guys have before we get into the the uh, the centerpiece of Super Bowl, Super Bowl week? with Ricks versus Griggs. Are there any non-NFL storylines that have caught you guys by surprise? I've had, I've been thinking about if you've had any thoughts on changing the roster rules now that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have been proposing that we go back to a system where emergency quarterbacks could be allowed to dress after their disaster in the NFC championship game. Well, the NHL already does something similar like this with their emergency backup goaltenders. You know, they require home teams to have a backup goalie on standby for both the home team and the away team, just in case something were to happen. So, I mean, having something similar to that probably would be very good to kind of keep in your back pocket. I mean, it's only been used, I think like four or five times since kind of its inception into the whole kind of the procedure, everything. So, I mean, and it gives a, a, a quarterback who's on the outside looking in a good chance to, you know, show other teams that he can do something, get signed to a potential contract. I've I've never really thought it was it made sense that you had the fifty three man roster, but then you had the game day roster. Myself, like you know NBA, where you you have fifteen people on the roster, but you can dress twelve. It just seems like, especially with people getting hurt all the time, I don't understand why they can't play you know or have forty five man day of roster so that you can have a third quarterback instead of having literally we had NFL title game decided by a quarterback who couldn't throw. Right. So what what shot did, did you know, the, the, there was no suspense the last half of that game because it was all going to be drop plays and, and run plays with no chance of, of, of a throw. There was no chance of them getting back into the game without somebody back there. So, I mean, like, bring 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 Joe Montana in out from the stands, you know, something. <laughs> you got you to gotta account for stuff like it's a violent game and they're making arbitrary decisions that mm-hmm. even though you're on the roster, only X amount of people dress. 
So yeah, I'm all for expansion. I was for expansion the major league, uh, the MLB rosters to 26 or 27. So yeah, why not, man? Let them play. It's. I agree with you. It's never made sense to me that you have a 53 man roster, but then on game days you can only have 46 dressed. It's it's so much different. Like college football, you there's no limit on that, right, Scott? You can have yeah, as many people. people that you have. Yeah, you got like yeah. I mean, you have you have kids there. with the same number on both sides, either side of the ball. I mean, you, it's yeah. You got the whole damn squad out there on the sideline. Right. Go with that. I don't see what the problem is. I understand there's strategy development to it, but if you have 53 man rosters, allow all 53 to dress. Well, and especially at quarterback, because I mean, you can plug and play pretty much anybody at any other position. I mean, hell, you had Chad Ochocinco out there taking, you know, field goal kicks when he was with the Patriots for damn during right. preseason. Yeah. Like everything else, you can kind of plug and play, but quarterback, you need a, a very, person with a very specific skill set. Yeah, a lot of these players, like especially wide receivers and running backs, they play D2 and D3 ball somewhere. Is, quarterback there and they have the background but you still would rather have a pro ready quarterback waiting in the wings just in case it's one of those situations do i want to see kyle sloter taking snaps in you know the third quarter fourth quarter of the nfc championship no i don't want to see any of those kyles kyle sloter kyle loletta kyle allen any of those guys but it's better than seeing christian mccaffrey line up at quarterback and look at his wristband and say shit and then just run. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. That. Look, we get we get Jeff George, we get Jay Cutler, we get Tim Tebow, right? How many games are there each week in the NFL? We get a we get a couple of guys from the cut. We get Wentz, soon to be Wentz. We get Mayfield. We get uh, what's that one guy? Uh, the the other guy that was from uh, from Texas that fizzled out of the league. Oh, Manziel. Yeah, we get Manzel, right? We get we get like right. 10 of these guys. We get like 10, 15 of these guys. We randomly send one of them to every NFL stadium that's having a game each Sunday. You don't know who it is. And then as soon as, you know, the the, the, the third string quarterback gets help, you just unveil the box. Who's your emergency quarterback? You get Johnny Manzel. You get Michael Vick. You get Jay Cutler coming out of cobwebs. Getting, I don't know, somebody like that. I don't know. Let's mix it up, NFL. I like it. Let's just like really go into the WWE of it. Have them dress in street clothes, just in the stands, yeah. kind of disguised. And they each, they each have their own walkout music. And you let the crowd know ahead of time what the walkout music is. So then, you know, last guy goes down, Brock Purdy goes down, Josh Johnson's head explodes. What are we going to do? That's Colin Kaepernick's music. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. So, talking about emergency quarterbacks, let's go over to the Pro Bowl, because that's pretty much what that situation was Ugh. on the ASC side. Did you guys watch? Notice Zoo is still not here. Zoo was all ready to be on this show, and then like the information came out that Russell Wilson was the one who put the idea of flag football into Roger Goodell's ear. And uh, he decided to roll with it. So Zoo, I guess, is so pissed off that Russell Wilson stole the idea and stole the credit that he couldn't show up. Uh, and now he's ducking. Zoo. Now he's ducking reviews of the Pro Bowl. Did either of you guys watch it? That sounds right. <laughs> well, I, I tuned in when there was like three minutes left to go, and 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 there's like five people on the field, and Kirk Cousins was there, and. And I was like, and I saw the Manning brothers, and I was like, what, what the fuck is going on here? I'm sorry, I didn't get to chat. I, I, w I would have liked to seen the the skills challenge, um, but no, dude, I was all caught up in something else, and then I was like, oh, it's the it's the flag football Pro Bowl. Peyton Manning, they were was... still they were still trying to tackle each other, which I thought was funny. Peyton... Oh yeah, Jalen out there just laying people out. Peyton was so mad at the end of that game. He was pissed because there was some, apparently there was a rule or something. The refs, the refs decided the Pro Bowl. That's how, that's a kind of a great summary of the season. The referee decided it was some big 10 referee too. And they messed up a rule or something. And Peyton said he knew the rule because of course, Peyton Manning knew all the rules to the new Pro Bowl format. And he was livid. And meanwhile, Eli's just on the other side, smiling, geeking with Pete Davidson because he just won the Pro Bowl over his big brother who was taking it way too seriously. Yeah, there was a penalty called, but you could, and then there was a kneel down, but then the kneel down counted as a run, and you couldn't run, right? What was one of those things? Something like that. Yeah, it, yeah. it didn't make any sense. All no, I saw, I they, saw the same uh, amount of Pro Bowl that I normally see every year 
And this time it was Stefan Diggs staring at like seven different asses of NFL cheerleaders getting ready for a trick cat. They should have done this the NFL the NBA All-Star game thing. If they were gonna do flag football, they should have they should have done uh, a points goal as opposed to a time. Them trying to stick to like the NFL two minute format, uh like you got to get out of bounds or what the fuck is this? It doesn't translate to flag football. It's flag football should be first one to 35, you know, you know what I mean? First one to 42, something like that. Um, that's the only way they would have made sense for them to take it for it to be so not serious and still them take it so serious. There, there, there was no medium. No, no, no. And I'm definitely in the camp where if they're going to do that, they need to make like a rule where you can't play your normal position. So you can't have, your standard quarterbacks playing quarterback and flag football, throw one alignment back there, start throwing passes around. But I'm also kind of in the thought process where like a lot of these, a lot of these players, they don't want to risk injury, especially for a meaningless game, like the pro bowl. There's no, no weight to it. What does a pro bowl even get you anymore? Nothing. 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 Just the, bo- the bonuses here's what don't they even need, matter. Here's what they need to do to fix the pro bowl. A make it where it's like, like, Pros versus trolls in a flag football game. It's like the biggest like NFL troll fans mixed in there with the NFLers. They go they go against each other. NFL players against the trolls from from Twitter have them play against sweaty each other. weekend warriors versus pros. Exactly. Get like the the Monday morning like quarterback uh, couch quarterbacks. Get them in there, or have it be like some massive grand tryout for like an NFL contract, which is a bunch of like amateur people. Ooh. And it's just like an all-day affair. That's what I'm still saying. We should have the Pro Bowl roster versus like the best of the XFL or whatever the alternate league will be. And have them go in there. And if they, if have, them play, have them play the college football champion. Exactly. You know what? And if they if they win, then all the Pro Bowlers have to go back to college. Have the worst the worst team in the NFL play one the the national champions from college. That would be so Safety. much better. <laughs> I'd rather see the the NF the NFLers that you that went to Alabama versus like this year's Alabama. Oh God! <laughs> There's so Their many. Their energy just crushing, crushing to kids so, on the field. So many. At that point, let's just get one of the little league, one of the peewee teams out there. And yeah, we'll have a peewee team against a uh, in that a, probably would be team. honestly getting like two peewee teams, like really like renowned, nationally renowned, like. Peewee teams out there to play a game would probably get more traction than the Pro Bowl. A hundred percent. And just have like some Pro Bowlers out there to that was the most entertaining thing of the Pro Bowl was that one kid, Jermaine or Jeremiah, not our Jeremiah. This this kid is a uh a, a new Jeremiah who's out there interviewing Raiders players <laughs> and he's doing really awesome interviews and complimenting them. He was the best part of the Pro Bowl. Yeah, man, if you're going to go flag football, go all the way, man. Fucking get a mascot playing, you know, something. Oh, yeah, we need to get Poe the Ravens mascot back out there. Go total left field. (laughs) Fuck, put have have the owners out there playing football. Put Robert Kraft back there at at linebacker. The the (laughs) The owners versus the coaches. But see, that's how I thought this was supposed to go because when they were talking about Peyton Manning and Eli Manning captaining the teams, I thought it was going to be like they were going to mix some veterans or like some old Hall of Famers into the game too that still think they've got it. Because T.O. keeps talking about a tryout. Fuck it, throw him into the Pro Bowl. If he's like, right. if he's burnt, if he's out there burning, uh, you know, Jer Alexander, then hey, we might have something. Right, because like even like for like like the MLB for All Star Weekend, like one of my favorite things to watch is like the whole like celebrity like softball game where it's like celebrities and like older baseball players playing each, with each other. So like you mix in current NFLers, older older people playing, and then even throw fans in there in the mix for like a six on six flag football game. Dude, I grew up watching all those old CBS uh, Saturday morning things where they would have like Wayne Gretzky and. Freaking Herschel Walker run the 50 meter dash against each other and all these other stuff, man. Wild World of Sports shit. And then back, and then the mm-hmm. MTV uh, Rock and Jock games and stuff like that. Like, go for it, man. Yeah. Fuck it. Get crazy. Cause nobody else, who else cares? Nobody cares about the Pro Bowl during hey, that. Take week. football completely out of it. Don't even do football. <laughs> do it like an elementary school field day. Just egg sack races. Well, they're already doing you know, that with dodgeball. Yeah, so just go all right, in on kickball. it. Kickball. Oh, kickball. Ooh, kickball with all the kickers. Right. 
<laughs> Brett Marge just take football out of it. Brett Marge just shanking it. <laughs> the NFL Summer Games. Who cares? Just put him in there. Or the Winter Games. Have him do the Olympics or, you, or something. Or you know what? If you're gonna do the Pro Bowl, have like the have like the two best Madden players be the coaches. Fuck Mannings. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. Like it. Look at that. We fixed the Pro Bowl. You're welcome, America. Oh well, moving from the Pro Bowl to the actual the three, the, the three two three for commissioner, that, the three two three Pro Bowl. Yeah, we can air it. We don't. We don't. We're, we have no problems with visual. We can no. make that work. <laughs> right. By the way, Scott, I'm really liking the kind of eight mile vibe you got with the. Do you have the hoodie over the hat tonight? Yeah, my head's cold. Oh, it's warm yeah. out though. It's unseasonably warm here in Virginia. Oh, yeah, well, not in this apartment. This is like a little dungeon. It's on the, the very bottom <laughs> floor and cut. Nothing but shadows around. Little lair. We went from like 40 degrees to like 80 today. Oh. Love, love me some Southern California weather. This is why the Chinese sent that weather balloon to see what the fuck is going on. They're actually on genuinely concerned about our weather. <laughs> it was all micro weather related. It wasn't a big deal. No, uh-uh. Maybe they're just trying to listen to this show. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if the three two three gets over to China easily. They, they, they where's your uh, Where's your Where's your furthest away listener when you check your stats? Uh, it's like the weirdest place that you get downloads from. What was the weirdest one? We had a. <laughs> I know you told me about this. I'm trying to remember what you said. What you told me for a little while. I'm looking at it right now. Apparently, we do. Oh Jesus! We had somebody in India. We had, we had a download in India recently. <laughs> Shout out India. We have been all over the place. Canada is a big one too. For some reason we have it says Must seven, be Zoo's fan <laughs> in India. Seven we have a seven percent in Canada. So who who can listening to us? I don't know who it is, but whoever it is, hit us up. I would like to talk to you about yeah. hockey. I don't know. <laughs> my my bottom ones right now are uh, Estonia, Bulgaria, <laughs> Vietnam, Argentina, and I got five point seven eight percent unknown. Wherever that is, <laughs> they have like a GPS spoofer they're using. Uh, what's the yeah. uh, what's that IP generator company? VPN. VPN, yeah, NordVPN. They got the NordVPN action going. See, this is all of you just like going into you know giving in to Big Brother and the government. That's obviously aliens. Well, I'm starting to think that there's a Reed fan club in Canada now. I would love that. Or it's like some obscure person. It's it's someone random. They're not even a fan of me. They're a fan of Scott. It's, it's Scott, not even me. The it's, Scott Elia fan. It's, it's, it's we love the 3 to 3 when Scott is on. <laughs> You're on foot, Scott. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this is Super Week. It has been a very fun Super Week. You know, we could do a montage of all the best moments, but that doesn't matter. This is the moment. This is the moment right here where we are getting into the big game, the Super Bowl itself, Super Bowl 57. This is it. We have picks to do from the three of us. We're obviously going to get Luis to go last on these picks since he is the goat right now on these playoff picks but we got to go can't through be caught, right you guys are not uh nobody's better than we're gonna three we're gonna make this one worth 10 points oh yeah nice. so infinity points it doesn't matter whatsoever <laughs> if we all pick the same team so <laughs> is there any conversion rates like if i go on another show and get points on their show and bring them over like is there a conversion rate yeah there might be just adding, just like, yeah, just adding all your points up. So like let's it. go through the points, through the uh, picks that we have from this week. So my mom, Mama Murphy, she came on first. Who does she go with? The Kansas City Chiefs. Naturally. Bandwagon. I didn't say that. Scott said that. She'll get I mad at me that. when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> Bandwagon. Emily Sissel came on to do soccer, but she did a Super Bowl pick too. Who do we have? I think the Eagles are going to win it. Travis Byram came on with one of the best explanations of why he's picking a team. Scorned <laughs> lovers in Kansas City had him picking who? I'm going to have to uh, go with our, our friend Jeremiah and root for the Eagles. 
Jeremiah is a Steelers fan, but still we'll go with it. <laughs> now, Zahir Ali, he is not here tonight, but he, as a happy Commanders fan, couldn't be happier picking the Eagles. Zuhair Ali is going with the Eagles, and he said he loves John. He made sure to t- for us to say that in the chat, that he loves John McCann so much. We'll get to John McCann in a second because, ooh, we have some bonus picks out here before we get into ours. Going through some contributors, Sam Wolf, our NBA expert, our NBA contributor. Who do you have, Sam? What's good, Reed? Back to me. Back to my beautiful voice. Back to my 323. You're asking for my Super Bowl pick. God damn it, I'm going with the Eagles. It hurts. But I cannot stand the fucking Kansas City Chiefs. They lost their money. I hate Patrick Mahomes and his stupid voice. Go, Birds. Let's get it. Damn, that sounded very personal. That sounded very personal. For I'm gonna have to go find him somewhere because he lives here. He lives in town with me. I'm gonna go find him, give him a hug or something. Damn, I, I know. Yeah, he sounded. He, I don't know if he's in town. It sounded like he's in space too with Griffin and Ray. <laughs> 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 our three, two, three. Our original baseball contributor, Derek Wolfgang. Who are you taking, Derek? My prediction going into Super Bowl Fifty Seven is I have the Eagles thirty-four over the Chiefs twenty-seven with a. Last-minute touchdown, not giving the Chiefs enough time to tie it up to risk overtime or taking the lead with a two-point conversion. Eagles 34, Chiefs 27. Sarah Herrera, who was on our very first-ever NFL season preview, when we asked her who was winning it all that season, she said football. She was correct. Football did win last year. We asked her this year. She sent in via text that – while the Eagles, she heard, has somebody who is getting accused of rape uh, and, you know, Philly is its own whole thing, she's still going to go with the Eagles. So Sarah's still take Sarah's rolling with the potential rapist that we don't know about on the Eagles. Is that breaking news? Like, what? Go Predators. <laughs> oh. Space Force Fantasy League <laughs> legend, Henna Safar, who are you going to take? Go Bengals. All right. And <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally, the man of the hour, the man of the week who is so busy setting fire to the city of Philadelphia in joy and excitement in preparation for his city. John McCann, who are you taking? The Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. By the way, this is the Philly captain. Um, I mean, I figure you could tell just by the voice. Andy Reid is the worst coach in the history of the NFL. Andy Reid destroyed the Philadelphia Eagles franchise for over 14 years. He ruined this city, and he prevented the city from getting a Super Bowl ring. That all ends this Sunday. Andy Reid finally gives Philadelphia the ring. We deserve at his cost of his losing. He's a, I hate Andy Reid. And Jalen Hurts is better than Patrick Mahomes. And we got the better Kelsey brother. Go birds. (laughs) I love all the hot takes (laughs) thrown into that too. Going completely (laughs) contrary to my mom who started the week talking about Andy Reid as a top five coach all time in the NFL. We'll get into that in a second, but thank you, Philly captain. I'm very surprised he took the Eagles. That's all. Oh, that's our guy. So plot twist. Everybody is through on their picks. So that can only mean one thing. Life. Death. Time. Space. Forget everything you think you know. Put your money on the line. It's time for Ricks versus Gricks. Gricks? Gricks? For the final time this NFL season, this is Reed's picks versus Griffin's picks, which turned into Scott's picks. 
And then Luis started to take over, so now it's Licks. Oh, it's lit. It's time to go. This is the Super Bowl picks. We have the Kansas City Chiefs, who are 14-3, and three, against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are 14-3. and three. Philadelphia is a one-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. So, guys, before we get into the picks, going into this game, I want to ask you both, and we'll start with Scott, what are the biggest factors that you're looking at ahead of this game? Uh, it's kind of a toss-up between two. It's the Chiefs' rookie D-backs. I mean, they did really, really well against, you know, the duo of Chase and Higgins in, in Cincinnati. Um, it's between them and then, like, the Eagles, linebackers, and safeties. I mean, you got to see how dominant Travis Kelsey is going down the middle and oh. being that pretty much immediate um, connection with Mahomes. So I think it comes down to those two. Factors a, for the game. It's insane how just automatic that always seems, the Mahomes to Kelsey connection. Luis, what are you looking for the most in this game? I mean, this is the, the, the two brothers and the two brothers Super Bowl, right? You got the two brothers and then you got the two brothers. So <laughs> it comes down to that for me. Who's got I think Kelsey is the better of the two brothers there, Travis. Yep. Our <laughs> ER brothers. <laughs> um and then the other one is, <clears throat> look, does any of these injuries, does does Hertz's uh, shoulder or Mahomes' ankle come into play? Um, if the Chiefs O-line does not stand up to the Eagles' rush and, that, and Mahomes gets tweaked early, then it could be a fucking, it could be a bird bloodshed, you know? If Mahomes, two weeks removed from it, you know, the last time the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl, they had all they had the the the, the Reed Sun issue, they had the old linemen that were out, and you know they've retooled since then. So it's it's it's, it's going to matter whether or not they retooled enough and that O line can can handle the Philly pressure. If they can, or if they can do it long enough to let Mahomes get the underhand or the freaking side toss going. Uh, and if they get any sort of running game going, then 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 they have a shot. But those are the main things for me is is does any of those or if, you know, if Chiefs defense, they got some they got some studs on the D line as well, man. If they can if they can pressure, you know, if they can get that 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 run play stopped and if the none of the Philly backs really get going. A.J. Brown hasn't been doing too good, you know, then and then and also the other thing that's that's major for me is have the Eagles been tested? They had a quarterback that couldn't move his arm two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And they had and, and they haven't really been playing like stud teams. You know, they've had the easiest road here. And Kansas City sort of had to had to be the one that 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 battled and battled and battled and had kind of a tough sledding. So those are the those are the major factors as as I decide what I want to do. I am looking for I'm looking at Chris Jones. Like you were saying with that uh, with that run defense for the Chiefs, I'm looking at Chris Jones the most. He finally got his first uh, his first postseason sack. Crazy enough, as great as he's been for the Kansas City Chiefs, got his first sack just a couple weeks ago, and then he just started tearing it up. He couldn't stop getting sacks. He is turned up. He is getting out of Aaron Donald's shadow as one of these interior D linemen. So. I'm really watching for him to be the biggest impact player against what's an incredible Philly line. Um, And on Kansas City's defense with their D-backs, you wouldn't necessarily consider their defensive backfield one of the best in the NFL, but they do have some really solid playmakers there with Legereus Sneed and more. And one of their best, best aspects is press play coverage. They are tough off of the line, right off of the snap. So I'm not too worried about A.J. Brown coming off on one side and beating that, you know, enough times. But Devontae Smith is still, as great as he is, a small dude. He's mighty mousy, skinny Batman, but he is going to have a hard time when you're just coming right up and buffing him right in the face, getting him right in the chest and blocking him right there on the line of scrimmage. So... Chiefs defense, I think, has the chance to finally give the Eagles a little something. So turning more a little into the mainstream argument that people have been making, we've had for weeks 
you know, before Jalen Hurts got injured during the regular season, it was who's going to win MVP, Mahomes or Hurts. We know pretty much after that injury that Mahomes has it locked in. But I'll ask you for this game, who has more on the line, Mahomes or Hurts, Luis? Um, Hurts got a lot more time, I think. If, are we, if we're talking legacy, then I think Mahomes has more on the line um, just because he's got – He's one of the few people that have the ability to 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 rack up a few bowls to to compete for goat. Um, so if we're talking legacy, I'm going Mahomes. If we're talking just in general, even though Hurts got a lot of time, this is a big game for him monetarily, you know, because he he wins this game, he comes through. Um, he's a second, you know, was he in the first round or was he second round? Uh, he was second. Was he in round. the first? No, he was second round, so his contract's up, I think. It's gonna yeah, be up I mean, after the next season. The, yeah, Philly, Philly will pay you a lot of money if if you win the Super Bowl for the city right now. So, so from a dollars and cents standpoint, from a logistical standpoint, I would say Hertz. From a legacy standpoint, because Hertz has a lot more time. If he loses this one, even if he loses his game, his season, he's gonna get paid, and he pretty much. You know, Philly had all these extra draft picks and they were like, well, you know, we're going to take a chance on Hurts. But if he doesn't, we have the we have the we have the money and we have the draft capital to move up and, and pick our, our quarterback if this one doesn't work out. Uh, but he basically sh- shut all those stories down. He's entering the conversation as a top 10 quarterback and he's got a lot more time to prove himself. So, you know, Mahomes, I think, has more on the line right now because, you know, more at stake for him, I think. Scott, what do you think? Yeah, no, he he hit it right on the head. I think when you when you think legacy, I think Mahomes has a lot more to lose. But me and you both already know where I stand on Patrick Mahomes and his legacy as of as of late. Um, <laughs> but Jalen Hurts, I think he has more to lose, kind of in the the grand scheme of things, because going into this season, still having huge question marks as far as being able to be a pro style quarterback in in the Eagles' offense. I mean, thankfully, you know, he had the season that he had. He should play into a relatively decent, you know, second contract with Philadelphia. But uh, if he goes, if Philly goes and loses this game, um, he's going to be drawing a lot of criticism kind of back to when he was with Alabama getting pulled and benched in the the championship game. He, he can't win in the big games when it matters the most. So um, I think he has more to lose in the the grand scope of everything. So I think a final point to hit, and as we're talking about legacy, I want to ask, and we've had it all week. My mom started it, talking about Andy Reid as, you know, the thought of him as a top 10 coach all time. John McCann obviously is on the exact opposite end. Andy Reid has been the talking point of a lot for this week, as this is his third? No, this is, is this his third or no, his fourth Super Bowl appearance as a head coach? between his time in Philly and Kansas City. I believe this is his third as the Chiefs head coach. He took Philly to one Super Bowl, and they lost with Donovan McNabb. And I want to ask you guys, as he faces his demons with the Philadelphia Eagles here, what does this game do for Andy Reid's legacy with a Chiefs win? What, Where does he end up on the all-time rankings list, Scott? Yeah, now if he if he's able to walk away with uh, this would be his what his third Super Bowl win uh, as a head as a head coach one? as a head coach is second yeah head coach is second okay um, no I think I think that would help solidify him being in that top ten conversation I think there's still a couple names that are obviously over him right now he's probably top fifteen to top twenty as it stands right now but I think if he gets that that second Super Bowl as a head coach it should help further that conversation. What do you think, Luis? Uh, I mean, is he knocking out Belichick, Lombardi, Shula, Parcells, Landry, John Madden, Chuck Knoll? No. No. So I I think top 10, Joe Gibbs, Marv Levy, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't think he's, I don't think he's making top 10 Ditka, Jimmy Johnson, Bill Cowher. No. Bill Parcells. Um, I think, him. man, if he got to three or four, I could see him getting into top ten. But with two, I think he's still what it is—a uh, coach that 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 won a Super Bowl with with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. Uh, you know, it, I, I think three or three three gets him into the conversation. Three gets him into the conversation, but he's he he. 
for so long we laughed about him as 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 his horrible clock management and end game decisions like how many times did the eagles or even the chiefs early blow games by 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 making stupid decisions with the clock mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden with mahomes he he knew when to pull the trigger he knew when to put him in and he built a a, a core of of, of 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 coaches around them that built him up you know i think he delegates well i mean maybe he just got better in his old age you know no, I think longevity is what's helping Andy read out the most right now. Cause I think when last I checked, he had, I think he's in top five as far as like total wins as a head coach in the NFL, but those wins can only translate to so much. That's, that's very true. And so I'll flip it real quick to the Eagles side. And Scott, I ask you this because a lot of people have been debating on where the credit goes for this Eagles season. Where does the credit for their success go towards? And if you are arguing about whether it's Sirianni or Hertz or the defense, if it's Gannon, their D coordinator, or Steichen, their OC, I think it all comes down to Howie Roseman, somebody that Philly was trying to fight. They were ready to fire a few years ago. They were trying to choose between him or Doug Peterson. They kept Howie. Where, does this solidify Howie? as one of the best execs ever in league history, or even just in the NFL currently with um, a win would, or a loss. No, I think because a lot of the, a lot of the, the credit for the previous Super Bowl with Doug Peterson and with Nick Foles is, is due to Howie Roseman, what he was able to build for that team that year. And, you know, having to do the unfortunate hit the massive reset button and scramble to put these pieces back together. And it's only been what three or four years yeah, since they were last in the Super Bowl and they were able to recover this fast. I think a lot of the success this season falls onto Howard Roseman's shoulders. And I feel like there's a couple teams and a couple of GMs out there that would probably would never want to do a trade with him ever again. No, uh-uh. no, not, a, not after, not after the Carson Wentz debacle. Between between that and then like the 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 trade with the Titans with for AJ Brown, I I laughed so hard when I saw that's all they had to give up for AJ. Incredible, incredible. Ah, uh, why did it have to be Philly, man? Oh, but oh, oh, football. We're talking football. Oh. This is football talk. This is sports radio. I like it. It's time to go. It's time to do these picks. Oh, who's gonna start? You know what? I'm just so. You know what? Let's go with Scott. Scott, oh, no. you're the Grick. You're the Grick oh, here. So we're going to oh, start no. with you. Scott Ilya, who is winning Super Bowl 57, the Kansas City Chiefs or the Philadelphia Eagles? You know, I was going back and forth on this all week. And the deciding factor was your mother. <laughs> your mama. <laughs> and and her, her siding with John and saying, fuck you, Scott made me want to go against the Chiefs more than anything in this world. So I'm going with the Eagles in oh spite my of your mother. God. <laughs> oh, my God. What a way. What a pick. Oh, man. Damn, the Eagles are the Eagles are taking over here. Oof. Look, it's your mom's man, fault. It is my mom's fault. It is my mom's fault. It's hard with these Chiefs fans. Her, <laughs> you know, the Holy Trinity – of Paul Rudd, Eric Stone Street, and Cynthia Murphy. I hear they have a book club. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're They're reading this subtle art of not giving a fuck. (laughs) Not so subtle. Look, man, I have been going back and forth on this. First off, I'm incredibly excited for this game because I think no matter the outcome, it's going to be a very, very good game. These are two really evenly matched teams. The spread... I mean, the spread is showing that at one and a half points. Mm-hmm. Um, look, it's hard to doubt Philly, and I've been doubting Nick Sirianni. I've been disrespecting Nick Sirianni. He's ultimately been a very solid coach for this team, and he has the attitude. He has the leadership. He's commanding that squad. This talent all over. Jalen Hurts is no joke. He's a true leader. He's a captain. But... It's hard also to deny what Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are able to do and have done. It's almost understated. We talk about we I mean, look, LeBron James got he achieved the scoring title. He passed Kareem Abdul Jabbar this week. 
that is an incredible, incredible move. But we we barely talked about it. I didn't really feel the need to talk about it that much. It just you also had that maybe it's me tweet. Yeah, after that, the oh, Kyrie that, that is something. That's an incredible <laughs> look. That's an incredible tweet. That's what. That's the most emo tweet I've ever seen. Maybe it's me. <laughs> maybe it's me. I I felt legitimately bad, and then I laughed my ass off for a second. But you know, I mean, look, they wound up with D'Lo, so I don't know. <laughs> Listen, man. Sometimes you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta put yourself there to keep the meme economy going. That'll keep us going for a while. But uh, what I'm getting to with that is that LeBron creates these incredible feats we look at him as one of the greatest of all time but we we don't really appreciate greatness as it's happening i we see him pass kareem and we're like cool you know clap clap lakers still suck what are we gonna do you know what are we doing old man same is kind of happening with patrick mahomes he's winning mvp and it's almost like a yawn mvp he puts up incredible stats he makes incredible plays just in the asc championship game his throw to Marquez Valdez-Scantling in the end zone was one of the best throws I've seen all season, best plays I've seen all season. It was incredible, and there's just things that make me just my jaw drop. So coming into a game like this that means a lot on the legacy, I am going to roll with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs and my mom. It's wow. going to be a Murphy kind of moment. It's going to be a wow. Murphy kind of moment there. And I'm rolling with them. I just think he's going to get it done. I think he's going to go all out. I think Juju, I think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to have a, super, a surprise Super Bowl game here. Along with Travis Kelsey, Juju's going to end up earning a contract. And uh, Pacheco, the rookie running back, has been really, really coming on strong. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs in this one, but any close one. Luis... You are the one that's been determining everything. You've been a spoiler alert throughout these playoffs. You got you only got two wrong throughout the postseason. Luis Martinez, Big Chief Burrito, host of Mijente Show. Who's winning Super Bowl Fifty Seven? <clears throat> um, look, it, it, for me, it's it, there. The the main factors, like we said before, is does one of the injuries come into play? Because we saw that throughout the playoffs. Um. Eagles fans and Jets fans share one common thing. You know, we hate the Giants and we love spelling out our team's names. Um, <laughs> Mahomes is a Mets fan. And and his dad used to play for the or work for the, for the Mets. And, you know, I'm a J.E.T.S. fan, unfortunately, because the first football game that I watched in New York was Bills versus Giants Super Bowls. And they both kind of sucked. And I was like, is this all there is? Then somebody said, well, there's a third New York team. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> um, so that's how I got stuck with the Jets. So, but at the end, what it came down to for me was Reed's mom. And damn, she's been the it factor this week. <laughs> she has been the X factor. <laughs> the X factor. Who would have thought that the X factor of Super Bowl 57 is Cynthia Murphy? <laughs> Because as a Latino, you know, you always want to be good on the mom's side. So, you know, as I was contemplating my decision, I'm going to take uh, my homies and I'm big Chiefs. So we're going to go with the Chiefs. Uh-oh. And uh, that's it. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. I feel I feel much better about this pick now. I feel I was I was I was worried for a second that this was going to be Murphy's Law. But nah, we got Luis Martin. Luis, we got Luis Murphy. <laughs> Over here, we got Luis. <laughs> got Luis from the three two three on your side. Don't worry about it. God damn right, Scott. You know what we got for you? Fuck you. We got that. <laughs> <laughs> I will say. I will say. Going back to what I talked about with you last week about the NFL being scripted. If you go back to two thousand and three, so twenty years ago, who who played in that game? Do you remember two thousand three? Yeah. Who was that game? Who was was it? That was, that was, the, that was the Raiders. That was the Raiders. Tampa Bay and the Raiders. Oh, okay. and the in the, the big storyline was Tom uh, was John Gruden going against his previous team, the Oakland Raiders, but him winning. Fast forward another ten years, twenty thirteen. No, it's the Ravens and the Niners Stop. brothers playing against each other for the oh, first time no. ever. Mm -hmm. 
The mm. Ravens won that one. Another East Coast team. Oh, my God. And now we got this one. It's Andy Reid versus old team. And we got brothers playing against each other in the Kelsey brothers. So they just combined it this time. And brothers. Yeah. The brothers and, and, and the brothers. brothers. <laughs> Up in it. But we're going to go with it. Every, every 10 years, we have one of these storylines. So we're just going to go with the other East Coast team in Philly. Between you and my mom, I'm I'm now completely convinced that the NFL is scripted. You both have convinced me somehow. Arian Foster, not so much, but yeah. Okay. Well, my God, would you look at that? Ricks versus Gricks is done for the season. There's really there's just nothing there's nothing else. That's it for Super Bowl. That's it for Super Week. It's been fun and and but what is what is that? Oh. But God, that's Scott Elia's music. Oh my it's God! Never over. It's the Calvin Ridley Memorial betting slip. How could we forget? Oh, Ooh. and you know what? This is a truly super Calvin Ridley Memorial betting slip. This is the final, the last ever Calvin Ridley Memorial betting slip because Calvin Ridley is coming back from suspension next year after getting suspended for putting down one of the worst multi-game parlays that you could see. A 15-leg parlay that ultimately failed hard, and he got suspended for a year from it. And you know what? For next season, sponsorship is going to be open. I'm looking at you, FanDuel. I use you guys for my parlays. That's true. That's true. This has been a big one, too. People have been really into this and really into the parlays, especially when it was college football, but... I mean, shit, we got some great lineups here. There's so many prop bets and novelty bets that you can do with the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, most of them are on offshore <laughs> betting things. No, you thank you. You can't actually do them on DraftKings and such. You have coin flip, which I'll ask you both now. What's the coin flip going to be, Scott? Tails. Luis? Tails never fails, man. I'm going heads then. I gotta, I gotta, I'll go against it. What color is the Gatorade going to be, Scott? Green. What color is the Gatorade going to be, Luis? Blue. I, you know what? I'm going yellow. I'm going yellow oh. Gatorade, yeah. Which is probably a bad choice now that I'm thinking about it when it hits white shirts and such. But fuck it. Yeah, I'll go with yellow. Blue, I think, is statistically the, the highest one there. But Or purple. Or purple. But, yes, this is the final Calvin Ridley Memorial betting slip. The naming rights will be open, although Miles Austin, former Cowboys receiver, He's a leading candidate for it. He is now suspended for a year as a yep. coach for the Jets after he bet on the World <laughs> Cup. So... <laughs> yeah, man. There's, Pete Rose is always waiting. I, look, we could. I, I would love Pete Rose to come on here and do, uh, you know, uh, opposite bets against Scott. But Let's go. <laughs> because this is the final Calvin Ridley Memorial betting slip, I think we need to do two. I don't think it can just be Scott. I think I have to throw one. Are you here joining too. me this year, this time? Now, 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 this isn't that big of a one. It's I not got a parlay for you too. Okay. Ooh. Oh my gosh! Wow. What? It is super weak. <laughs> it is super weak. Listen, I've, I've, I'll go first because mine is probably the weakest. It's a five-pick parlay. It's a five-leg single-game parlay. I did this going in on the Chiefs. If you're going with the Chiefs with me on this, I went. Chiefs money line. I also added uh, Patrick Mahomes to throw two passing touchdowns. Travis Kelsey with an anytime touchdown score. Jarek McKinnon over four and a half receiving yards. That's it. Four and a half receiving yards. Did over four. four? Oh, that's that's in the game. Four and a half, and it was pretty good. I think okay. it was like like minus two thirty. And then four plus total sacks between both teams. I just did a little bit. I put $10 down. It can win you $46 if you go ahead nice. and get that down. That's not too bad for anything. Now, Luis, I want to love to know your parlay before we get into Scott's super shit that he's got Listen ready up. for us. <laughs> I'm never going to forgive the voters of California for voting down uh, app. <laughs> voting down because uh, California is not, not did, legal to do that. How did that oh. happen? Why did that happen? I don't know. I, don't, I thought it was going to pass for sure. I have yeah. no idea. I think it was well, a lot of casino money that that was coming in. Well, especially exactly. with California seeming like it passes everything, you'd think that. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, it's that. up, it's up this year. It's going to pass. I was like, I'm going to start making a little extra money. Thankfully, there's there's things called VPNs and other sites where you can sort of get in there. But 
But look, hypothetically, I, yeah, hypothetical to, betting, yeah, hypothetically, the hypothetical. <laughs> there could theoretically be ways of doing that. Um, so, I like the Chiefs, but I like I like a low scoring game. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Chiefs money line the under, and I'm gonna go Mahomes over 0.5 interceptions because I think they'll get he'll get picked off once. I'm going uh, Isaiah Pacheco over 46 and a half. And um, and I'm going uh, Kadarius Tony uh, over 27 and a half. Ooh. All right, okay, I like that. I like that one. Oh boy! So we got those ones out of the way, but that that's not what we did. Is you know I would almost say smart betting. This is the Calvin Ridley Memorial betting slip. Calvin Ridley did a 15 leg parlay, yeah. all on the Falcons. I realized it wasn't even multiple games. It was 15 <laughs> legs on the Atlanta Falcons where he wasn't even playing for them. He was out with mental health crisis. So, and you're going to argue that was the crisis, was that bet. Scott, do you have something that lives up to the name Calvin Ridley? You know, it's not 15 legs, but it's close. It's 13. Oh, so we'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> Uh, this is a this is a ten dollar wager that'll oh, that'll win me four thousand two hundred and six dollars and thirty seven cents <laughs> if it all hits. But I'm in the opposite camp as Luis. I think it's going to be a high scoring game, so I'm taking the over fifty and a half. I'm taking the over. Um, I'm also taking the over on Patrick Mahomes one and a half passing touchdowns. Seems like a very seems like a safe bet. Uh, I'm taking the over. On MVS, Marquez Valdez Scantling over two and a half receptions. Patrick Mahomes over 294 and a half passing t- passing yards. I'm also taking Isaiah Pachanko over 46 and a half rushing yards. Not only am I putting Travis Kelsey down as an anytime touchdown scorer, I'm also putting him down as a two-time touchdown scorer for this Ooh. game. AJ <laughs> Brown's gonna score a touchdown. Devonta Smith is gonna score a touchdown. Oh my god. Jalen Hurts over 238 and a half <laughs> passing yards. Patrick Mahomes over 19 and a half rushing yards. Jalen Hurts over one and a half passing touchdowns. And then the Eagles, I'm taking the spread at negative 1.5. Oh my God. For 4,000 yards. Look, that AJ Brown anytime touchdown. It's one of the anytime touchdowns that will, you know, which one, which one, if anything, if you were to get 12 of the 13 correct, which is the one that's going to piss you off the most to miss? The one that would piss me off the most would be. Strangely enough, the, the the Kelsey two plus touchdowns. Yeah, because he seems like such an automatic two touchdown scoring kind of person. Every game he ever plays in, if he doesn't get that, I'd be pissed. They're gonna the, the other one's gonna go to John the uh, John Gray, the other tight end. Absolutely, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, or like he's open in the back of the end zone and Mahomes just runs it in. Like that's what's gonna end up happening. Yeah. <laughs> Shovel pass to McKinnon. Oh God. Isaiah Pacheco with 40. Look, you have it on two betting slips now. So, people, go for it. Isaiah Pacheco under 46 and a half rushing yards. Just put that bet in right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming out with 46. He's coming. <laughs> oh, I'd be so bad. It's going to be 47, and listen, then there's going to be a penalty. Listen, oh. that's, that's the worst beat I've ever had was when I took Tom Brady for four yards rushing. I took him at four <laughs> yards rushing. I had it was an eleven leg parlay. I hit every single leg. He had five yards rushing at the end of the game, and then he took a knee, and he got to four. It was four plus. <laughs> it was four plus, and it, they labeled it as four yards. I'm like, bet, okay, just end it. But he did it with only like there was like forty three seconds left, so he had to take another knee, and it was done. I was like, all oh, <laughs> these motherfuckers. <laughs> This is why you bring the backup uh, quarterback to do the knee. Did you ever hear the about the um, there's this this big time fantasy league that it was like a hundred thousand uh, dollars entry, oh. like like a twelve team hundred thousand dollar entry yeah. for for rich folk, rich, a rich folk fantasy league, right? And uh, Westbrook from the Eagles, uh, remember that time he was like it was like the fourth quarter, twenty seconds left, and he was running into the end zone, and then he took a knee right before he yeah. stopped it. Cost the cost the guy half a million dollars oh. in, in the in the finals. Oh no! Oh, no. Half a million dollars because he took a knee at the one instead of running it in. He's oh. like, oh. Oh. Yeah. 
I'd be hurt. I'd be so mad. I would be literally crying. I'd be. I would. I be think one it was of... to get into the championship game. Like he was going to be guaranteed half a million dollars, but he oh. lost. That's when I would be like one of those Cowboys fans that shatters their TV. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Fuck that. Listen, everybody. This has been super weak. I don't. I think this has lived up to it. I think this has gone better than last year's super week, and I couldn't do it without all of the great contributors that we've had this week, from Mama Murphy to Emily Sissel, Travis Byram, Mahogany Chanel, who, by the way, I'm pretty sure is taking the Eagles because she went on a long Twitter rant about how attractive Jalen Hurts was the other day. So we're going to give her <laughs> the Eagles, too, on this one. Thank you for being there. Um, from everybody that brought in picks, Zahar Ali, Derek Wolfgang, Sam Wolf, uh, Henna Savar picking the Bengals again. It has been great, and I can't thank you two enough for being around with these Ricks versus Gricks. Luis Martinez, you can hear him on Mi Gente Show and Fireside Chats with Big Chief Burrito. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. Absolutely, man. Uh, it was. I'm glad that we connected, and it was a pleasure to be on it the entire time. Uh, you know, hopefully, you guys, you know, pay attention to what I'm saying next year. Maybe you'll do a little bit better. <laughs> and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be awaiting my burrito. <laughs> look, look. If you if you come out right on this, but we'll do Sunday hangover, and we will have burritos. I will ship burritos to everybody. I will get burritos ordered for everybody from like Chipotle or someplace that's universal. We will get Absolutely. that going next week. Meanwhile, here, man. Let me know. The Grick himself, Scott Elia. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. Thank no, you thank you. No, thank you. God damn it. I'm thanking you. I'm letting me have it. Shit. Let the Fuck. man give you his fl- your flowers. I already, I already give you my money. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Paid his way to be on the show. Scott Elia, thank you. Listeners, thank you for being with us as always. Enjoy this Super Bowl. We will talk to you next week with the final Sunday hangover of the season. A super hangover. God, it's going to feel like shit on Monday morning. Oh, my God. The food is going to take a toll. I'm excited. I'm very excited. You should be, too. Stay safe, everybody. We'll talk to you later.